It's recording. Yeah. Would you like to start, Jasmine, <laughs> since you have a special guest? Oh. Who are you? Say who you are. Say who you is. Don't ask you My name is Stephen Brown. No, you don't give your full damn name. I thought I going to get bleeped out. Wait. People like to Google. Yeah. I got a really common name, though. That's true. Okay. Actually, I went to school with Stephen Brown. He has dreads. There's a lot yeah. of them. Like it is. <laughs> Stevie J. Just don't, just don't so, um, my characteristics. Big as fuck. Okay. Right, anyway. Okay. So, who are you to me? Are you my cousin, uncle, twice removed? What's your relation? Your hairstyles. Hmm. He's going to be combative. <laughs> he did just talk about my closure a few days ago, though. I'm saying it was nice, though. They did a good job. Well, what they did was whatever. I it, think it, they, they, they did the layers. Oh, my God. It's not no fucking... Oh, this is already starting off bad. Never include other black people up in our shit. First of all, Come on! Who are you? Which is uh that moment's over. Oh, okay. So this podcast is taking a turn. For the bad. We haven't started yet. It wasn't recording. No, it's recording, but like we haven't. You gonna talk to your titty? Yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's too much. Some that's too much. Can you hear this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's we're recording. You don't think you have to do all that, girl? Oh, I can put it down. Yeah. <laughs> So we're back after a very long, long, long hiatus. Long hiatus because Mr. Steven said, I've been waiting on y'all niggas to do something. Yeah. So we pulled out the old equipment. Right. The old shit. Because I mean, I'm a subscriber of all my podcasts okay. that I listen to every week. I'm like, all right, maybe this week they got a new one. And it was, it was, uh, it was disheartening. It was uh, disheartening. It was one of the well, um, we be working. Shit. We be working full-time jobs. It's hard as hell. And your host was looking for me. Chicago! <laughs> so, we decided, though, to not talk about how we usually do a personal business because it ain't nobody business. they can't handle it. Who is that? You and him. It's mostly me. Okay. No, nah, he was getting a little feisty, too. So we decided to go to Reddit, and we're gonna get the male perspective, the male perspective on things because, you know, me and Jasmine have our own strong opinions. My opinion ain't that strong. It's a little weak. So I want Jasmine to ask the first question. Oh shit! Yeah, where's your phone at? You probably got nasty pictures in there. I don't want to see the shit. Never mind. <laughs> Not on Reddit, girl. Not on Reddit. Wait, the one I blocked mm-hmm. my boyfriend? Do you have that one? Yeah, it's up. It's not it. I don't know. You gotta read it. Or do you want me to read it? You a better reader. Okay. And this nigga sit up there and start playing games. See, this is the reason why we don't have black people in our shit. I mean, to his defense, we're not that prepared right now for this. I didn't know my phone was going like, okay, I secretly despise my mother's, my boyfriend's relation with his mom. I want to read it because I don't, you're going to be pointing and pointed and. I, I ain't nobody, 
So I should preface this by saying that I love my boyfriend's mom. She is the sweetest person I've ever met, and I feel very loved when I'm around her. I don't despise her at all. What I do despise is how close her and my boyfriend are. I sometimes think their relationship is unhealthy at times, but I don't know if I have a right to think that or if I'm just being jealous. I feel he is too dependent on her. This is a 26-year-old man who has to visit his mom at least twice a day solely to give her a hug. Anytime we go on a date, he has to stop by to give her a hug beforehand. This is also a woman who calls her 26-year-old son a minimum of 20 times a day just to tell him she loves him or to check up on him. And I mean she'll call him, he'll answer, tell her what he's doing, and hang up. Then 15 minutes later, she'll call him again to tell him she misses him. Sometimes I swear he acts like a better boyfriend to her than to me. Like he'll tell me he's too busy to come hang out with me, but then he'll go visit his mom for the same amount of time, even though he's already visited her earlier that day and he hasn't seen me in more than a week. Or he'll cut our hanging out time short because he has to go give his mom a hug before she goes to sleep. I'm afraid that when we start a life together, move in together, get married, etc., he'll have her also be involved in that process. I love them, but I want to make a life with him. I'm dating him. I'm not dating her as well. I don't want him to turn his back on his mom or make him choose me over her. I just want to live alone with the love of my life for at least our younger days. I've always wanted that, but I'm afraid that would never be possible with the way he's so dependent on her. She once told me that she wants to look into getting an apartment so that they can live together. Then she said he should always be with me. That's why I'm convinced that we will never be able to have something so serious and so simple as moving in together with no other interference. My whole life, my mom has been a very strict and no-nonsense parent. She's actually the epitome of a helicopter parent. And even she told me during a moment of truth that whenever I decide to move out or get married, she will not follow me. She'll let me build a relationship and or a family of my own and she'll find a place where she can watch my growth from afar. Her being so strict in my life and telling me that and then hearing my boyfriend's mom say that she, so say what she said about him made me realize that her love for him is a little unhealthy. I don't know if I'm just being jealous or if I'm not. I don't know how about, I don't know how to go about talking to my boyfriend. Advice? So this Reddit user. You know, that's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like mine. Oh, yeah. Well, first of all. Here, take the titty mic. Take the titty mic. Um. Okay. He's got a deep timbre to his voice. It's getting picked up. <laughs> I don't. Where it sounds like there's some either. Some type of trauma that possibly happened in that family to where, because I never heard her mention a dad of any kind. Okay. So, for all we know, they could have lost a father a couple of years ago. And the mother was so dependent on the father that she needs something to latch onto. A son's bend. She's turned her son into her husband. Yeah, but at this point, again, we don't know the mother's age either, or her mental state. For all we know, she could be in the early stages of Alzheimer's. Like, she's giving very general information. I think, I not to cut you off, I think that if that were the case, she would have said it. And the fact that she knows the mom and is liked by the mom and she likes the mom, she would have been like... The mom is... The, yeah, I don't think it would be really an issue at that point. So I think we can assume there's no mental illness. Oh, I mean, there's no Alzheimer's, I should say. Yeah. You know, I would assume that they're not black. Well, yeah. Well, I would assume that they are black, actually. Really? I I tend to find that black mothers tend to husband their black sons more often than white ones do. Because white women are quicker to just remarry. Think think about it. White women are quick to find another husband. Black women are not. If she was ever married. Oh, I, know, I don't know. That hugging and going over there a lot. I don't know. My ex was <clears throat> really attached to his family. Not not 
not but, not the last one. Yeah. Was really attached. I mean, well, you know, also too, I think another thing that because I always ask this question when people bring up like issues like this. Um, so she's attracted to this dude. She really likes this dude. Sometimes whenever you dealing with somebody like that, it's part of the package. Like, you can't come in and say, hey, look, I want this to change for us to be in something. That's, if I go, I'll use an example of, if I go meet somebody at a strip club, she's a stripper, right? I start liking her. We start dating. We become, you know, we real close. Everything's good. I can't tell her midway through the relationship, hey, you got to stop stripping. I met her. That's what she's been doing. I can't expect her to change her life because I want her to. It's up to her. But okay, I mean that's valid. That's very valid. But the thing is, it's like okay, say for example, you meet a broken person when you first start dating. You can't be like, well, I just I, you have to accept it. That that situation I think is valid, but I'm not. I don't think that you can necessarily a hundred percent correlate somebody's profession and job versus what is appearing to be an unhealthy attachment that the mother and son have. I don't know. Like, it's kind of like the Steve Harvey movie, book, whatever the shit was with the boy, with the mom. It's like you have to kind of put a line in the sand. Like, you have... Oh, it's in there. You kind of have to set the boundaries. You have to kind of put your mom in her place. It's like, hey, mom, I'm 45 years old. Like... I want to start a relationship. But he's actively doing this as well. It's not just the mom yeah, being no, like, saying, like, like the, he's participating. He's going over there. He's like, I got to give my mom a hug. Steve, are you going to your mom? If you were to move out, would you go to your mom every day? And like, if you're in this situation and give her a hug before bed? Let me real with you. No, because that's a lot of gas. <laughs> <laughs> but... Even beyond that, that's not the dynamics of me and my mother's relationship. And I don't know, it's just hard for me to tell people, hey, look, if it's unhealthy, to me, unhealthy would be like, he can't function as an adult, she can't function. But it doesn't seem as if they can. If I have to, if I have to talk to you, and then I call you 15 minutes later and say, I miss you, son, that doesn't seem a little... We're a little unstable here. She literally said, 15 minutes later, she'll call and be like, I miss you. Yeah. Which, like I said, it could be... To me, it sounds more like there's some trauma. There. And the unhealthy reason, though, the reason why all this is happening, and the unhealthy actions are a result of that trauma. But it is ultimately unhealthy. And that the coping yeah. method, that's, you should be seeking out therapy more so than making your son your I mean it sounds as if like she said it sounds as if he's a better boyfriend to his mom than her I can't hang out with you I haven't seen you in a week but I'm gonna go hang out with my mom that I just saw and just talked to who volunteered a nigga with your mama like that I don't I'm trying to understand or I'm gonna cut our time short when we don't have a lot it's like to go kiss my mama goodnight that just sounds a little. I just feel like there's there's something deeper, and it might be something that she's in the, that the girlfriend doesn't know anything about mm-hmm. because it's a. They could have it could have been something like not just the uh, father passing or whatever. Well, we know something could the mother could have been attacked. The son could have been attacked. Okay. You're doing this EMT. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it, and you can't discount that. I just, from from just my experience, though, I see a lot of black mothers put a lot of unhealthy expectations and, rela- like, they make relationships. Not a mother-son, but they make, it starts to morph into this weird, this is my son slash boyfriend. I see it a lot, and it's just because you're a single mother- you know, and it's just like, it's just this weird dynamic that happens. But then I will say this, when there is like a single mother and a child or like a son is born, instantly he has, he has to become the man of the mm-hmm. So it's like instantly 
from the moment he's born, it's like, well, you're the black man's house. You're who I have to depend on. You're who I have to rely on. And, it, and, and there, there, are, there are some lines that tend to get blurred sometimes. I, I feel they may be mixed now. Not white people. I still think, I just still believe black. I just, I've seen it time and time and time and time again. Honestly, I would say I've seen it probably more with, not even of a particular race. I think it's more of a generation issue. I think it's a, a generation of the late 80s, early 90s babies. I'll give you that. And even a class issue. Yeah. Poor, poor people. Like a low, lower class. I, honestly, I would class probably, that struggles more. I would, I would probably say more middle class. So the only reason I say that is like lower middle class. Because when you when you dirt poor, you're always striving to get away from it. Okay. You're either always trying to get away from it or you just wallow in it. So you got to have time to devote to this. Yeah. Okay. And in this case, it sounds like, first of all, I don't know too many people who got a whole eight-hour job that they mother could call them every 15 minutes and they supervisor ain't saying, hey, what the fuck are you doing? So. My job. My mom's trying to finish job. Okay. Oh, sorry. But what advice would you give her? I'm, I read some of the, the, the comments that she got, and I agree with them, but for me, for me, I'm telling her to run because you can't, <laughs> no, because you can't force them to change their relationship and you have to go into everything thinking if this person does not change, am I okay with it? Because you're never guaranteed that they are going to change. I say run. I've been in a situation like that and I ran because he was not about to give up his mama and her unhealthy hold on his life. Now, expecting a man to give up Essentially, how he existed before he met you. I don't know if that would that would cut it, but for me, the idea would be like if the roles were reversed. Mm-hmm. I think it would be all right. Do I see myself with this person? All right, yes, I do. So this ain't gonna happen overnight. This is gonna be a process, mm-hmm. and this is a moment where not only do I talk to her, but also talk to parent. Hey, look, I'm trying to make something, you know, of this. At some point, there's going to have to be a separation. We're going to have to get to the point where, you know, I'm the dominant or, it sounds weird and goofy to me, but I'm the the person in their life. And you're going to have to take a slight step back. Not a back seat, but a step back. Because you can't ask somebody to take they, tell their whole parent, are oh, you got to take a back seat. I get it. For for some people, it's easy. No. But, I, like I said. But me, but do you think that you can have a good relationship to tell your parents in this situation? If, if he's willing to understand. If the biggest thing is, she's got to present it to him and say, hey, look, this is how I feel. Are you willing to accommodate? Mm-hmm. Lack of a better term, can you accommodate? This? And if he says no. If he says no, then hey, that's the story. Cool. If he says, yeah, give him time to work on it. Because now you're essentially asking somebody to wean themselves off the the primary female figure in their life. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Because then you got to deal with the, not only the disappointment of his mother's going to have him and her feeling unloved or for whatever reason this healthy relationship has to uh, happen in the first place. Her feeling abandoned. But then you going, he's going to have his girlfriend always at his back basically trying to see where the progress is and worried about him losing the relationship because he's not moving fast. But see, that sounds so negative towards the girlfriend. Yeah. It just sound no. It really does just sound oh, like sorry. like the words that you use to describe the the loving, the mother and the son, and then oh the girlfriend's on his back. The but it's just girlfriend. like if I love this person, and and she's saying that she loves him, so I don't think this is like a, a two month situation. So it just seems as if she's wrong for wanting to build a relationship. If she's like I'm being hurt in this, or you're not. 
giving as much time into us. It's like the end of the day. I, I always had to think this myself when, when, when my grandmother was alive. At some point, she's going to die. And I've built no relationship for myself. And when she's dead and gone, I'm going to be alone. And I had to put that in my head to try to distance myself. It's not, you know, and, and I, I, we all know, I've talked about it before. I love my grandmother to death. But I built my life around her and her just being old and me loving her so much. But I had to learn to distance because I, I sat down one day and I'm just like, I have no friends. I have no boyfriend. I can't marry my grandmother. I can't have kids with my grandmother. And at some point she will leave me and I will be alone. So, and mind you, when I say this, this isn't a, anything directed at you, but. Absolutely. Like you were saying, it felt like it was negative towards your girlfriend. I feel like in that case, it felt like the, the reason for you moving in the way that you were moving was because I was a fear of being alone. And I get that. Because that is something that, I don't care what nobody says on this planet. <laughs> that is an innate fear that we all have. Mm-hmm. We are social creatures. We are creatures who want to interact with other people on some form or some level. Mm-hmm. Even if you, you're one of those introverts who only go outside once every couple That's days. Me. That's me. Cool. But you want to have some level of social mm-hmm. interaction. The dude I got at home. So, <laughs> you stay in the house. <laughs> that that makes sense. But, like I said, this was something that you had to come to a realization. Mm-hmm. If he's going to get to that point, then it has to be something that's organic for him. Because if you feel forced, that's, true. that's going to be a level of resentment. But, I, yeah. The only reason why I said this is I just didn't want it to be negative that the girlfriend wanted to build a relationship with him. I, and it's like, this looks crazy to me. I don't think that sound. I, don't, I wasn't trying to make it sound negative. I don't think it's negative on her part. I think the biggest thing is just she. Everybody's got to be patient yet diligent in the process. If yeah. this is somebody you want to be with, she's got to she's got to be more patient than diligent. She's got to accept the fact that it's not going to be an easy, slow process. He's going to have to be diligent and patient with everybody around. Him. He's going to have to recognize that he has an issue, and we're not one hundred percent sure. I would assume, based off of this comment, that he has no issue and with be, the relationship that he has with his mother. Or he might. He might not just be sharing it with his girlfriend. Because who wants to sit there and talk bad about their mama to his girlfriend? <laughs> I'm, very I'm very honest. I'm very honest. We raised our hands. My thing is that like, I have no problem being honest about my relationship with my parents. And I'm of the mindset that just because you gave birth to me, I do not owe you my life. Yeah, and that's, and that's, and it's probably because I do not have a relationship with my mother. That was her choice. And I accepted it. But it's just like, I don't owe you everything about me because again, I did not make you lay with the person you laid with. Uh, you enjoyed every moment of that. I did not knock on heaven's door and say, hey. Go ahead and let Sonya, let me not, no, Sonya, can you please be my mother? Thank you. I didn't do that. So I don't, oh, and I, and I feel like in the black community, it's always honor your parents. Your mama is every da 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 But your mama can study and, and, and trick on you. Your mama can steal from you. Your mama can berate you. Your mama can belittle you. But that's my mama. But that's my mama. How many times have you heard, but that's my mama? Yeah. Mamas can do whatever they want. They can screw you up. They can mentally abuse you. They can put you in situations that are dangerous. But that's my mama. And I just feel like we have an unhealthy black community. We have an unhealthy attachment to the honoring of our parents. And we don't require more of them. Mama needs to be an adult. And in this scenario, how it is written to us, we don't know anything outside of this scenario. So I'm going based off of what was given to us. Mama does not sound like she is capable of standing on her own two feet. No one's requiring her to be an adult. So mental illness aside, potential trauma aside, where is the mom being an adult? She's being catered to. Every phone call gets answered. I'm seeing you morning, night, in the middle of the day. 
where 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 do we ever require our parents to actually be parents and adults and we not to be a slave to them and their every whim and their every need that's what i take issue that's why i thought it was black because again but that's my mama You don't know your parents, your life. You can be grateful. You know what I mean? You can be loving, but you don't owe them your life. I would not say grateful because the thing is, I didn't ask to be with them. No, but I'm grateful for my father every single day. I'm grateful to my father every day for being that man for me in my life, for praying over me, for loving me, for providing for me. But I also do not owe my father my life, and he does not require me to give him my life. And see... We said we weren't getting personal. No, no, no. I said we weren't going to talk about personal issues, but we can always bring in personal. No, I mean, how are we okay. going to talk about if we like, don't bring no, in our personal I'm experiences? Thing, I'm not really grateful for my parents. Thank you for giving me shit, for buying me shit. I'm not grateful for this one. I'm not grateful for that one. Huh? I'm grateful to my daddy, not not my mama. No, I mean my parents collaborated and bought me <laughs> shit. But it's like I didn't ask to be here. I didn't want any of this. And it's but like you just have gratitude. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you, and get the fuck on. Like I. <laughs> I don't know. I don't owe you shit. Like, but that's the thing in a black community. We don't hold our parents to any type of. You have to be a parent. Your parents and the thing respect is like, you too. And the thing is they don't. So it's like, oh well, I bought this shit so I can talk to you. Like, okay, I bought you five dollars worth of shit. I can say five bad words to you, and pretty much, yeah, that's how parents. I just want shit. parents. I just want parents to respect us. Fuck no. Uh, like I'm not. I I am always going to be your child, but I'm not always a child. I'm 21 years old. My parents just... Oh, don't. Okay. <laughs> he sat up. <laughs> he said, what? Your black he said, I'm wait, what? 21. 21. <laughs> okay, girl. 21 about to be 22. Okay, girl. Coming out. Okay, girl. You're going to make me no credit robber. He's 45. <laughs> That's nasty. You, you heard that bass? I'm like Quincy Jones and shit over <laughs> I just think that there is just in the black community, I think there's just an unhealthy parent child relationship. All right, I'll. I'll. Take the bait. You know you want to agree, Steve. You know you want to agree. Actually, I want to. I got so many things. One, I'll say this or whatever. He can't come back. He can't come back. He can't come back. You can't come back. You got too much. I'm glad you don't have no more vacation time. Actually, I do. Damn. Kept some in the hole. Just in case. Oh, damn. Um, talk about your hole. <laughs> I'm talking about your hole. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't talk about that. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'll say this. Because I hear a lot of sentiments you guys are echoing amongst a lot of black females. Well, we are black females, so we really don't have much else to base it to. But I also think because we're not the ones who the responsibility of upholding a whole entire family as a child is put on. It's put on black men. So you're very inoculated to the idea of my mother, my family, I must, I have to, all my sacrifices, I don't care what they say to me, I don't care how they talk to me, I have to, that's my responsibility, I'm a black man, I have to take responsibility. And we, on the other side, don't have that pressure always. So we're able to see it clearly and just see like, wait a minute. Something is unhealthy about this. This is not how families are supposed to operate. It is supposed to be a man, a woman, or if you believe other stuff, that's on you. A man and a woman and then the children. And the wife depends on the husband and the husband depends on the wife. But when you don't have a father, then it's the mother depends on the children. And if there's a male child, the mother depends on what? That male child. Now he becomes what? The father, the head of the household. Co-parenting with the mother. And because that's how you've grown up, not you specifically, but because that's how black men have grown up, that's what's been put on their shoulders, strapped to their back amongst every other hardship. They're used to it. You're used to it. So we sound crazy. We sound like, wait, you know, we sound like we sound angry, angry black women. And it's like, no, 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 no. Because well, I haven't had that burden. I don't I understand. I'll take it. I usually I try to take everybody's opinion or ideas and stuff with a grain of salt. Because I get it. We all got different experiences. Sharing is literally caring. You can't 
if you're the smartest person in the room, you shouldn't be in that room. So you should be. Able to I guess I should leave in. I'm just joking. We all leaving. I'm gonna leave first. <laughs> but with that being said, we don't live in a society now where we have that easy ability to just be like, as a black man, to be like, all right, I'm just gonna dip. I'm gonna do me. It's gonna be good. Y'all be all right. We don't live in that society right now. That society is not afforded to us. If it was, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be in the situations that we are in. Because for every black man that you see that's actually out here trying to, you know, take care of his people, do right, all of that, there's more than a few vocal minority. A minority, but very vocal, that's not about that life. That's mm-hmm. about doing them. And that's it. That's all they care about. And some of that's because of the trauma they experienced as a child. It has made them unhealthy in dealing with their own delish, their own situations in life. But at some point, somebody's got to stand up. But I think you're taking it to the extreme. Nobody said completely dip out. I said let's have healthy boundaries. You know what I mean? It's all about healthy boundaries. It's not... It's not about saying you can't be there for your family and you can't support your family. Okay. We're listening. We're Clearly not. Y'all having We're a whole, listening. can I have some pop? Why you want my pop? Can I do that? Where you gonna put it? Like, girl. Like. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm just watching this. <laughs> <laughs> is he gonna get some or is he not gonna get some? Like That's a a big <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's not about saying you cannot be a force in your family, you cannot be a positive influence, you cannot be supportive, you cannot hold your family together. It's about healthy boundaries. boundaries. You are not not you, but you're the black man I see. You are not your mother's husband. <laughs> That's not your role. Oh, he's oh he's right. Okay, well. You ready for the smoke? I, I I knew. We ain't done in. yet. I'm telling you, I came in with the Marlboro Man attitude. The Marlboro Man. <laughs> what is that? He ready for the smoke? He wants the smoke. We don't give it to him. But no, it's all about healthy boundaries, and that's the thing. I'm not saying you cannot support your family. You cannot be there. You cannot hold it down. You, I'm not even saying you can't even live with your family. It's about the healthy boundaries. It's about the sub. No, I'm saying, but if if. If you're all they've got in this moment, do what you have to do, but be healthy about it. If you start dipping this way and you start to lose yourself, not even if you, I don't give a fuck about your relationship or your girlfriend. If you've lost yourself, if you can no longer take care of yourself because you're so worried about them, the whole point is put your own gas mask on first before you assist others. So if you're sitting up here sick, tired, overworked, degraded, you know what I mean? All these things that you've allowed yourself to be because you got to be strong and be the man, that's a problem. We've dipped into the unhealthy boundaries. And mind you, I'm not defending any of you. I, what I, my whole thing is, it's, it's a burden that we, because I ain't going to I am that, I am that guy. Okay. I, I'm willing to say that or whatever. I am that guy. Whatever, because I'm, I've had to be the breadwinner in my household since I was 16, 17. Okay. Maybe 45 months. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Please continue. You're going to get your green card Don't. later, though. All right? Oh, because you're Puerto Rican. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll be that. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, there were some times that I knew I was getting too high in the weeds. That I was focusing on everybody else in my household instead of stuff I had to do, stuff outside the household. Which, yeah, that that happens. I think that happened with anybody. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're Whenever you're the the breadwinner for any situation, mm-hmm. whether it's a just a relationship, a male and female, or if it's a, you taking care of somebody or anything, 
Whenever you become a caregiver, you kind of, there's certain points you're going to end up losing yourself. You think you're a caregiver for me? Jasmine, this is not about you. I'm, I'm getting some insight from a black man right now, okay? We need to hear this. You, if he want to be my undertaker, that's fine. Go ahead. Uh, undertaker? You know undertaker. So you want me to bury you? Okay. Bury me in bullshit. <laughs> Anyways. But you end up losing yourself. And I, that's what happens to, I'll use the analogy because I am one. Mm-hmm. EMTs. A lot of, like, the suicide with EMTs is stupid high. Because you get... You get into so many situations, you see someone's shit, mm-hmm. and you never get a chance to separate yourself because of the pay rate for being an EMT versus the amount of hours you got to work to really make it, and then the amount of time that you have to actually be stressed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There's not much, much of it. You juxtapose that to being that black man in a family. You... How much time do you spend taking care of everybody? Now? Next to, girl. Put it next to. That's what juxtaposed me. Can I just Google in peace? No. Damn. <laughs> you, you. How much time do you actually spend at home? Close together. Mm-hmm. Um, taking care of everybody else. How much time do you spend looking after... Like, I got a nephew. And his situation of coming to this world... It's similar to mine. He already had half the deck stacked against him. Mm-hmm. Like, it becomes a lot. And it takes a second for you to actually, yeah, all right, look, I'm, boy, I'm, I'm beat. Sorry, sorry no, before you finish, though. I just want to, I want to throw this in there so you have a time to answer that, too. In your situation, not to get to in your business, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Is everyone... That you feel like you have to take care of, are they all holding their weight? Are they are they all because that that that's the point. It's like I get that you're in the weeds, but if you're what is everyone else around you doing? Because if everyone is holding their own and holding their weight and contributing, then sure, that's gonna happen. But if you're not requiring those around you um, to positively contribute. That's what I'm saying. When you get high in the weeds, you don't pay attention to what everybody else is doing. You're just like, okay, this got to be done. Let's get this done. This ain't no food in the fridge. I'll be back. No matter if you got it or not, you're going to find some way to do it. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. But can you answer me this? Is that healthy? Oh, I never said it was healthy. Okay. And that's I'm saying that's a that's just something that happens. Mm-hmm. But that's it's a, but okay. That's okay. the nature of beast or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I can't ask my nephew to contribute enough besides being a happy kid. No, but I mean the other but, adults. But that's what I was trying to get into. The other adults. Yeah. You got to you gotta do something. Even if your something is just, hey, look, I'm going to make sure this motherfucker clean every day. It's something. The idea of it is something. See, that's why I disagree. Like, because, I mean, there, there might be some limitation. There might be some reason why they can't. I get it. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Because I can't. I can't expect everybody in, like, I, I was blessed with my granddad being around as a kid. Mm-hmm. My granddad is the type of guy who worked, he worked three jobs for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. He was a foreman for the city. He was a bouncer at a, a bar at night. And then he did... Um, he delivered meat mm-hmm. on his own. Like, he literally worked three jobs or whatever. Mm-hmm. He, had, he taught me a work ethic that mm-hmm. most people don't have nowadays. So, for me, I just, I go to work. Like, this is the first time I've taken a vacation in six years. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can concede your point. But, on the other hand, though, I, I, I can get where you're saying, it, as long as you're contributing in, in, in some sort of positive manner, even if it is just keeping the house clean. But on the other hand, again, are they contributing negatively? Are they making your life harder? Oh, yeah. Then that's where your boundaries come in. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. You get stuck in the weeds and you have to be like, all right, I got to pull it back. Mm-hmm. Now, it was probably about it was a couple of years where I was really high. I was mad. Didn't know the forest from the trees. Yeah. But kind of hit you in the head eventually. Most people, it's going to hit you in the head. Mm-hmm. Now, for all we know, even to go back to this original situation, 
this might be the point in his life where this dude is hiding the weeds. And it might eventually come around and hit him in the head like, damn, all right, mom, you got to you gotta let me breathe. Yeah. You got to have some some distance. Yeah, I come by and see you. I come by and check on you. I'm serious, son. I love you. Mm-hmm. But I got a whole girlfriend now. And this is serious. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to, you know, make this happen. So I see where he's at and I see where she's at. Mm-hmm. It's just a it's a situation that everybody gotta be patient. And I think that even even if you meet somebody like that, I think patience is always key. I think patience is key with everything. Mm-hmm. If you don't patience gets you a lot further than knowledge or anything like that. At least to me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Alright, you, you disagree. My throat was dry. Don't drink your pop. <laughs> you got some nice soda over there. Everybody shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you keep pushing that patience word. I mean, we do need to be patient. Mr. But, but I think that everything... Yamaguchi, whatever his name is. But everything is within moderation. I think that you can be patient if the person is in that place where they're willing to at, at least admit that there's a problem. At least admit that something is unhealthy. I, I completely understand what you're saying, though. And I, and I get it. And it does take time. But it's like, if you're not willing to say that it's a problem, then I don't think there's any amount of patience in the world. Because the person's not going to change. At that point, the, the other person needs to just leave. And maybe in that loss, he'll be like, oh, shit, I just lost a really good person because of this situation. And that'll be the catalyst. I get what you're saying. I get it. And even if that's the case, whatever. See, my only worry about that is, so you lose that person and you double down. So now it's like, oh, I can't be in a relationship with anybody. So I'm just going to have my moms. Or any relationship I could possibly be in will make me choose between my moms. But at some point you will have to, unless your mom passes away. Right. And I'm saying that that gets that person in to double down. Yeah. Like, you, you, it's either one or two ways. Either he's like, all right, mom, you kind of just killed this relationship for me. This is unhealthy. Let me go ahead and take a step back. Or it's going to be everybody I try to date is going to try to make me get away from my mom. So therefore, I don't need to be dating. I, you know what, though? I think that that's such... Um, it's, a, it's a bad way to of thinking. Here, yeah, yeah, because like I wouldn't even blame the mom. It's not really the, mom, the mom's the fault. The mom is requiring what the mom requires. It's the son who is conceding to give it. The power is in the son's hands. He's the one ultimately in control because the mom can call him and he has the choice to pick up or not pick up. The mom can, you know, all that stuff. So I wouldn't even say, mom, you've made me lose the relationship. No, because that takes the power and the ultimate change from him and places it on somebody else. It should be his decision. I lost my relationship because of what I allowed to happen, because of what I did. Not because of what mom did. Mom is living her best life. Mom's fine. It's the son who's ultimately going to suffer. And if he can see that and recognize that, then he can start to be like, let me talk to my mom. Let me figure out where we can bring this back on track. But if, if it, we're placing the blame, he gonna blame her. He gonna blame the girl. Yeah. And he shouldn't. The, the, the onus is on the person. Like I said, it's it's just a this is a sticky situation, mm-hmm. and the only way anybody gonna get through it is either patience or actually, yeah. Because even if he, even if she steps away and he goes about, all right, well, I'm lost a relationship. He's just gonna have to be patient. One, find somebody else to date, mm-hmm. and two, eventually, even if he goes the other. The standpoint of, oh, I can't really date nobody because uh, they're going to make me choose between my mom. Basically, yeah. His, your natural instincts are going to come in and say, man, I want to procreate. Mm-hmm. I want to have a companion that's not blood related to me. Mm-hmm. How do I go about that? And Vince is going to hit him. But then he's got to have a certain level of patience because it kind of reminds me of that whole uh, question, who do you blame, the drug addict or the drug seller? Mm-hmm. Like, who do you blame more? Mm-hmm. Is is just gonna be one of those things. 
But what I don't want to do is blame the, if you go back to this original thing, it's to blame the poster. I don't think that, I think that as, and just to bring it to black women, I just feel like there's a lot of pressure on us to be ride or die, thicker or thin. We've been through so much. I should not have to be abused, neglected, mistreated to be in a relationship with somebody. And if I feel any of those three things, abused, neglected, or mistreated, then I have a right to walk away and not be like, you ain't down, you ain't patient. I get to, if your mama gets to want what she wants, how come I don't get to want what I want? Why do I have to be patient? Why do I have to put up with you leaving me? Like she said, leave me to go hug her goodnight. Why do I have, you ain't, you ain't making your mama be patient. Why I gotta be patient? And I think a lot of the times when the woman's like, I'm sorry, ultimatum, I've doubled down. Either I become a priority because that's what I want or I have to walk away. We want to be looking at her. Why aren't you patient? Why aren't you giving him a chance? Why are you not requiring more of anyone else? Why am I the only one that has to be holier in in this great grand person, you let everyone else mistreat you. You let everyone else pull at you and tug at you and you give everything to everyone else. But I have to be the one who's okay with the negative. How is that fair? And all I want to do is love you. All I want to do is give to you. So. That's. Interesting. <laughs> I'll, I'll take an interesting from Steve. I'll give you, I'll give you that, but okay. So I always have to <laughs> I have to stand on the standpoint or whatever. It's like, all right, so I get it, whatever the, the whole thing of okay, this is what I want. See, I have I have this thing for me, whatever. I think <laughs> not sure. Oh, oh, she said, I ain't sure. Yeah, there, see, that's you over there talking. Oh, that's your other bitch texting you. That's Google. Oh. Yeah, me and Google got a whole thing going on. Wow. She quickly said, oh, oh not sure. Who not sure that I'm that? a bitch. Right. Not sure, bitch. I'm number one. You're number three. Damn. But I, I know for me or whatever. I have no problem with being. I'm trying to word this correctly. No, you do. <laughs> so for me, I've noticed that a lot of people have a problem with being number one. Mm-hmm. The idea of being number one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe I do some special. Right. Huh? Huh? Not we, but some double print for. Yes, that discussion. I've noticed that with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They have this idea that I have to be number one in X person's life or X people's life. I don't feel that urge. Because mm-hmm. I get it. Priorities shift. Priorities change. There's certain stuff that I shouldn't be even in the conversation for. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Like, if I'm dating somebody and they got something going on with their parents, it's not going to bother me. Not in the slightest. Mm-hmm. They got kids? Damn straight. Mm-hmm. If it's something they really trying to do, or something they had planned to do before they met me, or something just outside of me that they want to do, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I don't have an issue with being number one. And I get that for a lot of people, that is an issue. They have to feel the most important in people's life. Otherwise, they feel like, if I'm not the most important, then I'm not important. There's no in-between. Mm-hmm. And that that does... For me, a person like me, though, it does bother me. Because whatever you liked about me in the first place, more than likely, it has something to do with my nature as a person, as a selfless person. Mm -hmm. So if you like that part of me, you can't say that now that you understand it, that my selflessness isn't just attributed to when I first met you or whatever, or just towards you. It's towards everything around me. Mm -hmm. That's something you have to, like, I get the whole ultimatum where I want this and all. I get that. But this is a precedent. This is something that's already been set. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. You knew this about me when you came in. Mm-hmm. 
So if you knew this, and I, I see you shaking your head. But Who you, shake their head? I you, said I was shaking my head because these fries cold. <laughs> she told me to warm them up. But he, he said you can leave. <laughs> you know what I'm saying or whatever. If you they cold and they bothering you or whatever, go warm them up. Yeah, the fries bother He's so me trusting. Too. He just took you at your word. He never did. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of hidden shit behind that. A whole I, bunch of hidden figures behind that. Okay. You know I speak straight. Ain't nothing really extra behind what I say. Okay, see, back to what you were saying, though. Because I want to rebut, and I want you to let you finish. <laughs> I, I, I figured you would. Um, mm-hmm. But. You see, I got. Um, this ain't me. This ain't me. Mm-mm. Get a, uh, a picture of his head. Right. It's going to be me and your podcast and all. <laughs> just featuring Jasmine on occasion. We already said it was going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's just that I feel like. If you notice about, if this is a person that you know, like, I don't know. I just feel like I can, Put your hand down. Don't if you know me. that this is about a person, this is what they are. Especially if you, that's something you like about the person. Mm-hmm. You can't be mad. Say, I, I use a stripper analogy only because it's like, oh, I like the way this person approached me. I like the way I met him. Okay. And I, everything that goes along with it. And then you halfway through it be like, well, I just don't want you to do that with nobody else. Now mm-hmm. I want that off of me. Well, okay, if you're saying that, unless you're saying, hey, look, we getting married. Or you trying to change the dynamic of the whole relationship. Because now you're saying, all right, look, your mom's got a backup. Well, if, if in this case, that the dude is the one who's really dependent on his mother. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Then now, now that boy has to be filled. Mm-hmm. And then it's gonna come unhealthy in their relationship, because it's still not dealing with the fact that one of them has an unhealthy need for contact with mm-hmm. the other. Mm-hmm. Even if the mother is the one who backs back or whatever, now you gotta go through. Somebody gotta go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to deal with this whole thing, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you met this dude. Whatever. So are you saying? Sorry, I'm. I'm. Go ahead. I'm, I'm done being patient. <laughs> go ahead. So are are you okay? In I feel like in your scenario, that's a, a, a more I, idealistic that you treat everyone equally, and no one feels abandoned or neglected. And then the one like everyone's on the same equal plane, and then this one person's like, "But I'm not first, and I would like to be first. I find that. Most of the time when women are saying you're not putting me first or they're nagging or they're bringing up some sort of that's a I'm not first is just an easy way of saying I miss you and we're not vibing together as much as I would like. Well, why not just say that? We just say it. No, because it usually comes along the lines of instead of just saying, hey, look, I miss you and I would like for us to have more time together. It usually it might get to that point eventually when there's an argument that comes in line, but before that, it's everything else. But Honestly, with, no, no, like oh, it's small things. She to wants to talk, girl. I know. Here I go. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't leave. No, I mean it's like we do say that, and the thing is, it'll be small things like I don't know when we're together or whatever. You won't get out the car or you won't leave or something like that. Yeah, we I was going to say that there there are things that show lead up to that, that feeling. And yep. the thing is, we don't like sometimes. We appreciate more action than words. And the thing is, sometimes yeah. we'll show you action instead of, like, us saying, oh, I miss you. Oh, here go her clean ass again. So sometimes we'll show action. And it's evident. And it's sometimes, yeah, evident. there's there's always something that's led up to it. It's not just all of a sudden, this is how I feel. It's just more like if I've said, hey, let's go out, let's go do this, and you say no. Or we're out doing this, and you have to cut it short. Or da 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 da, and you're gone again. You know what I mean? There's always some little things that we've been cut down on that we're like, because I just feel like there is. I can't say that any one person can say they treat everyone equally. There's somebody in your life that you're willing to sacrifice more for. It could be your nephew. It's definitely sure, for sure, my niece. She could call me right now and I'm like, we ain't got to go because I got to go. Oh, no. If, if right now I got a phone call or text message from my mom or my sister saying, hey, someone on my nephew, 
Exactly. If I have to literally run. Exactly. So, but you can't say that you truly treat everyone the same. You you can't truly say that there there has because it's like for me it's like if if I if I'm telling the person that I'm in a relationship with you're not putting me first I don't really mean you're not putting me above everyone I'm saying that I'm hurt and I don't feel as if I'm important to you at all and that can be an extreme it can be an extreme and it's probably not true but I'm saying in this moment my feelings how how I'm dealing with this how I'm seeing this I don't feel important to you. Because I can point out this instance, this instance, this instance, this instance, when someone else did come before me. There's a point in time when you have, not you have to, but you know, there's a point in time where there's a choice. Do I hang out with my girlfriend or do I get groceries with my mom? I'm not saying that that's not an important choice. I'm not saying that you shouldn't make that choice, but you did put that person and that obligation above the other person. So you cannot sit here and say that you treat everyone equally because it, you you make prioritizations yeah which i'm saying and in that prioritization the other person could feel it now that it could be an extreme on their case but it's still how they feel and it's still something that's very real to them oh no i'm not saying and mind you i wouldn't want to take it away from that person but i would want to say to them is one i'm a big proponent of talk about how you feel Mm -hmm. how you directly feel okay like if even if it's something that you feel might be petty, tell. Mm-hmm. Because if you tell me then, I can either quell your fears or I can work. Yeah. One or two. Whatever. Or I can tell you, I can't do nothing about that. Because for me, I'm sorry. If somebody was always leaving me for their mother, to, to me, children are exempt. Children are exempt. If it has to do with a the child, they're unable to fend for themselves. The love that you have for a child, again, my niece, she could be like, I just want some candy. And I'm shutting it down just to go buy her some candy. But for adults, I have the problem with. The adults is when I take issue. It's like, if you're, and and for me, I'm always a big proponent of building that next relationship because of what I've, the realizations that I've had. Mm. And, And at the end of the day, for me, nobody, not nobody, there are situations where I have to value my relationship above family members there are times not every time but i want my partner to feel important to me i want to say i do treat you all equally there are times when i when i put you above them there are times when i put them above you and we all have to work together and understand that i am only one person and i am trying to fulfill the needs of everyone but if my partner comes to me and says i'm hurt yeah that's that's if my partner comes to me and says if she comes to me and says hey Look, that hurt. But not everyone has the skills and the, the, you know what I mean? Sometimes you as the person receiving it, you have to try to distill. It's not something that you want to do, but not everyone has, clearly our verbal, you know, we can say how we feel plainly and cleanly. Not everyone has that skill. So you have to read past that. It's not always, it's, and, if, and if you love your partner, not just you, I'm not pointing this at you, Steve, but anyone. It's like if you love your partner and you know your partner and you know that they're coming from a loving place, you know that they're just not that person that just needs to be on top and they're just like, it's all about me, then you have to distill it. Okay, let me see what they're really saying. Let me see what's really going on. What has happened within the last vicinities that could possibly make her or him feel this way? And if you're a straight shooter, I could get how that's annoying. I could get, because my boyfriend's a straight shooter. He don't want no talk. Like, tell me what it is. Tell me what it ain't. I ain't got time to be filtering through. But thankfully, I can think about my feelings and say them very cleanly and concisely. And I get movement. But not everyone is capable of doing that. So as the person who's in love with that other person, you kind of got to work with them. Just like you want them to work with you. That patience. That patience extends to the other side. So, yeah. So, it's just like, for back to the original poster. I I always say acknowledgement first. So, if, if she could get her boyfriend to acknowledge the fact that there is something amiss, something ain't right in the milk, that's step one. I'll be patient with you. We can go from there. But if the person is going to double down and say, that's my mama, ain't nothing wrong. Then I'm gonna step back. We just gonna African dance now.
That is some anime show. See, I knew it. I don't know the name of it though. Give him one second. But yeah, so that's my whole thing. It's just that, like, I just feel oh, girl, like... you ain't getting all the dialogue from me, so... Okay. <laughs> well, we gotta fill the dead air, because my co-host... <laughs> yes, no, I don't drive no more. He's not walking away. That I will move out really quick. So... Want me to tap dance? No. But what are your thoughts about what was said? Um... Honestly, I was... I'm not gonna lie, I was sitting in the corner crying. I ain't gonna lie. So I've been sitting over here trying to muffle my little crocodiles <laughs> with my head down, eating some fries. You know they was called. So. Oh, he's back! <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was barefoot. I heard it. You heard the barefoot? I heard the barefoot. I walk around here barefoot all the time. I just- it's comfortable carpet. And that's why I slipped and slid in your damn kitchen. Shit. It's comfortable carpet. Should have sued this motherfucking angel. Alright, so it's 10 and I'm officially off the clock. So we're gonna wrap this up. <laughs> no, no, no. So I, I mean, I said what Wait I... Wait a minute. It's already working. I've never seen him, like, ignore a phone call. What? Anyways. I, 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 said, I said what I said. Not to say like I said what I said, but like... I just feel I like there is a give and a take. And I just think that there needs to be understanding on both sides. I also don't think that there should be a lot of pressure on the woman to stay and make it work if the man is unwilling to at least concede that there is an issue. I can only have but so much patience. And I'm wasting my time. Because I could be so patient and then he still don't do nothing. So that's where I'm at with the, the actual answer to the question. It's all a risk reward. It's a risk and reward scale where mm-hmm. this person works it, you be patient. If you don't feel like they are worth it or they don't do anything about it, they're not going to be diligent. Yep. You're not gonna, it's not going to be worth it. So, what, the worst case scenario, though, the one thing that we missed in the worst case scenario is that she goes through all this and he does go through all this and they end up breaking up. Yeah. So now this man... It that makes we, you better for the next person. Yeah, but that's if that that's if they don't send that person back into a spiral. So ultimately, 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 the man needs to go to therapy. Potentially, the mama needs to go to therapy. Like the that woman needs to go to that therapy relation. Also. Yeah, she kind of. You know what I mean? Like, I, well, that situation I think is separate. They they have things to work on and figure out what happened in their life that created this codependent relationship. Yeah. That's separate, and hopefully then. If those, uh, if you know, the guy and the girl are in a relationship, then that can work out. Because he, he's right, though. Because I hadn't even thought that he leaves the mama and is on this codependent relationship with the girl. That's unhealthy, too. Yeah. So, it's really like that situation needs to be fixed. And then decisions can be made elsewhere. Because, ooh, child, that's a mess. And if I'm not being politically correct, or if I'm not being, I don't say politically correct, but if I'm not being... Conscious of what could be going on, it's really sound like some Norman Bates shit. <laughs> like that—that's a lot. And I it's know a lot. if if I just got to know somebody, and because that's an extreme, calling mm-hmm. in fifteen minutes, gotta go multiple times a day to go see your parents, all that stuff—that's an extreme. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is a normal like oh you got like a codependent relationship with your parent, you need to get away from that. This is like oh no, y'all got. A weird scenario going. <laughs> yeah. Like, we've been giving it the, like, oh, okay, you know, let's handle this. But really, this is extreme. Agreed. And this is a situation that she, as the other person in this, should look at herself and be like, okay, do I really want to continue mm-hmm. with this after the fact? He's definitely got to go get therapy. His mom's got to go get therapy. Yeah. And anybody else who enabled this in their, this relationship to go on for as long as it has, Needs to be out of their life. Agreed. But that's just me being less. Oh, we say everything. We we don't care. Yeah. Give it because it's all the sides of the scenario. So yeah, okay. So we only got through one Reddit question. I didn't think that was gonna take an hour. I did. <laughs> 
enjoy that. I don't get this level of interaction with Jasmine. No offense to Jasmine. Not taken. So can you come back? Because we can do this. (laughs) I'll come back whenever y'all need me. Okay, so that's every time. Again, this is now the Steve and Jessica show. Guest starring Jasmine. On occasion. I'm here for the fucking snacks. Shit. <laughs> Where craft services at? Fuck this shit. Oh, we ain't got craft services. Y'all got no damn craft services? I'm craft services. Okay. I'm bringing these. Okay, with that, I'm shitting it all up. <laughs>